Hey guys, just wanted to take a minute and thank you, the listener, for listening and proving you have a growth mindset. Our mission is to curate information from the top influencers around the world. Uh, We provide you with real, actionable steps on how to improve in any area of your life, whether you're an entrepreneur, a C-suite executive, or just starting your journey of self-development. The Professional Development Podcast is all about growth, and you know if you're not growing, then you're dying. If you enjoy the content, please help us uh, by liking, sharing, and telling a friend about the content. We enjoy getting together, and uh, here we go. Hey, guys. Welcome to the Professional Development Podcast. Today is Wednesday, March 10th, and we are on episode 29, Quit Bitching. So today, uh, we're going to catch up because it's been a while since we've had the official whole gang back together. Uh, We're going to talk about complaining uh, our takes, influencers' takes, We're going to have a couple of tidbits on what you can do and the psychology behind it. And then Dan's going to hit us with just the tip. Finally, at the end, we've got the OnlyFans inquiry. I'm sure we've got a lot of questions out there, so can't wait to hear that one. But before we get into the main topics, guys, oh, I do have to address one thing uh, first, and that is that Colin is no longer with the podcast. Um, He has a lot going on in life, all good things. Business is rolling for him. And the podcast just wasn't a priority, so we respectfully bowed out. We've still got love for Colin. He's still going on our retreats. Uh, Maybe he'll even pop in from time to time as a special guest, but wanted to give you guys a heads up just in case you wonder what the fuck happened to Colin. If you miss that sweet voice. If you miss that sweet, sweet. He's a good-looking dude, too. He's a great-looking guy. He is a great-looking guy. Got a great bod. Okay. Enough sucking his... No homo. (laughs) He's actually got a better body than Matt. (laughs) He's got what? Lower... I wonder what his body fat percentage is. it's lower than Matt's for sure. That's false. <laughs> he definitely has abs, though. And he doesn't hey, have to take pictures. Text Colin McNeil. The, What's your body fat percentage? Question Dude, mark. There is nothing wrong with having some good lighting when you take a <laughs> selfie. I mean, there's just fucking lighting is key. Yeah, Angles. lighting is Angles. key. I just texted Colin, so we'll find out his body fat percentage. Speaking here in a of second. lighting, did you see Dave Portnoy? He had the. Uh, he's got a sex tape out or something. It's a right? dick pic, what? right? It's a what? video, I think. So right? he's being um, blackmailed for money. Somebody's trying to say, send me money or I'm releasing this this dick pic. Uh, he's already had something come out. Of, yeah, he's had a whole porn video, I think. Yeah, not, he's trending Not, not on a full the video, but it was it was like a enough of a video. You couldn't see anything naked, but it was angled just to where you could see him. It was like Skinamax type stuff. Well, at first he shared like the, on Instagram, he shared the, uh, the message like, send me money or it's getting released. And he's like, I don't know what the fuck these guys have. And so... Supposedly it was a dick pic, and he's like, "I looked at it. It's a dick pic. It looks I'm stupid. Good. It's yeah. a dick pic, but it looks pretty good, honestly. The lighting's <laughs> right. They should be paying me." He's <laughs> <laughs> so, the king of owning everything. Yeah, he doesn't give a fuck. No. So, uh, what else has been going on, Dan? It's been a minute. I know it's been like four weeks or so. I, I mean, I'm a little nervous today. You should brag on yourself a little bit because one of the times that you missed the pod, you were out making some shit happen in Vegas. Dan won a pro-am tournament out in Vegas. Very am. It was pretty am. But you won. More am than pro. (laughs) Hey, it's not your fault who showed up, right? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, hey, I still had to get there, you know, and I just played the field and I won, so. You didn't get one of those big checks, so like happy. No, I got a little check. And I'm still waiting on my trophy. The motherfucker, he hasn't. You get a trophy? Me. Yeah, they they were like, "Hey, we'll send that to you in the mail after we." Uh, yeah, oh my we'll send that in the mail <laughs> after we engrave your How name on it. How small is this trophy? 
<laughs> Two months it's later. actually something that Brad could make with his machine. It's a flat piece of metal that says like Las Vegas with like a mountain on it. Have Brad I'll take make care it. of you. And then, we'll send it and, then you, and then and then you send him a pic. Be like, I was sick of waiting. <laughs> yeah. Can I just use this? Can we make a belt? And then whenever I go next year, it's I'll wear it yeah. when, uh, during the practice. We the putting green. I think that's a great idea. You got to go defend the title. <laughs> Brad, do you got some news from us? You, I do, guys. Oh, yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah. Brad, I got, Brad, so Brad. I, uh, I just got an email while I was sitting here waiting for you fools to show up. And it looks like we're going to be going to First Forum headquarters. Oh, oh shit. To uh, record a pod with Andy Frisella. Let's fucking that? go. How about that? So that I just got, came through the old nervous. hotline there. I'm nervous right now. So. Uh well five dollars <laughs> we can use we can use the five dollar Andy jar to get Dan some new clothes yeah. so he can look so he can look presentable Fuck that. I'm gonna come up, I'm gonna show up in first form like first form head just to toe we out. should all just be fucking I'm gonna find his biggest competitor I wanna wear, wear their clothes. actually <laughs> Gooch get us no so I was I was, GNC. I was thrift shopping once and I found the original supplement superstore T-shirt with like the little it's like a old school like it was their first logo. And so I bought it, but it's two sizes small. I was like, you know, one day I'll fit in it. Should I wear it? And it just... 100%. <laughs> just be ripping out of it. Absolutely. I wanted to represent the OG brand here, Andy. <laughs> oh, shit. That's badass, though. That is some... Fuck yeah, I Brad. Thought you were, I thought you were going to have no, another so kid. That's what we got, got rolling. I thought you had another kid on the way. They said Do we you had a date? No. No, this no, is way more no, important. No. No. Yes. Don't, aren't you clipped? <laughs> no, I'm not clipped. I would 100% go get clipped. I wouldn't. But, <laughs> no, I'm scared. not scared of that at all. Dan, of course we know you're not getting clipped. You got 15 kids. So date date to be determined? <laughs> to be determined. We got to iron that out. Nice. So That's, that's awesome. fucking badass. Yeah, it should be pretty cool. Fuck yeah, yeah dude. I'm pumped. Great job, I man. I am super pumped. We've been talking about that Brad for a for while. president. Damn, dude. Speak it into existence, right? That's it. No doubt. Manifest. Cool. Nothing to complain about then. We can just fucking close out the podcast. <laughs> we're, we're good. Don't bitch and uh, see, see you next, ya. See you next week. Yep. Uh, cool. Well, that's a, that's a good way to start the podcast for sure. So we'll get into it. Let's get into the main topic, which is quit bitching or complaining or don't criticize, condemn, or complain. Uh, let's start with quotes. What do we got? I'll lead off. Uh, this one's from William A. Ward. No idea who the guy is, but um, this quote is like how I view bitching and complaining. So it is, the pessimist complains about the wind, the optimist expects it to change, and the realist adjusts the sail. So to me, it's kind of like, I feel like bitching and complaining is allowed if you're going to do something about it. So that's what I got for today. I like it. I've got, when you complain, you make yourself a victim. So either leave the situation, change the situation, or accept it. All else is madness. And that's Eckhart Tolle. He's a very influential spiritual leader and author of Power of Now. I like that quote. And I think that kind of embodies my take on it, even though I don't necessarily, pra I won't say I practice it all the time. I don't think we all do, but it's just, you got to figure out if it's controllable, do something about it. If it's not, just accept it and move on. I could, I'll dive in. So <clears throat> I have two, because I fucking always dominate you guys. Always have two, man. I always bring two just to make you He has to dominate bad. us here because his just wife <laughs> dominates at home. I've got two. <laughs> I've got two as well. Oh, you do? Do you have a Matt Cresco well, original? Good thing I have three. He just didn't have to brag <laughs> no, about it. I'm just it. kidding. All right, but both, are my, both of mine are somewhat similar. So, <clears throat> complainers change their complaints, but they never reduce the amount of time spent in complaining by Mason Cooley. I had to Wikipedia this guy. He he was just like... Just a guy. He a would dude. go to like universities and talk. That's about it. Um, and then if you're not helping to make it right, stop complaining about it being wrong. Unknown. I'll say both of those. To me... 
they're aimed at complainers. I think a lot of people waste a lot of energy just fucking complaining um, with no intent to do something about it. And I think that's a problem. I think that, and I'm going to talk about this a lot today, especially when we dive into just the tip, but if you're going to complain about something, come with a fucking solution. Don't come with just the problem or what you want to complain about. Like, I'm solution-oriented, so that's the way I, way I feel. Yep. Mine's so similar to that last one. Who was that last? That last one was unknown, right? Unknown. Oh, nice. It is Dan Griner, actually. Oh, nice. A DG original. So the one that I got is uh, from Teddy Roosevelt. Complaining about a problem without posing a solution is called whining. So obviously, I mean, we talk about that kind of stuff here a lot. Like if we do complain about something, it's like, all right, well, cool. How do we fix it? Yeah. Um, so I, it seems relevant. I love all the Teddy Roosevelt quotes. I mean, that dude's got so many. It's ridiculous. He's got some good ones. Apparently, I love he's that wrote, guy quotes. Apparently, he's wrote quite a few Teddy books, and they're just super boring. So his quotes pulled off, I guess. His quotes are good. Yeah. He was we've had, we've better had a, with less words. That's it. We've had a handful of them. Actually, I will say my second one is, I'm sick of bitches bitching about other bitches being bitches. <laughs> <laughs> Who's that I by? That I fucking, I pulled it up on Google, and I was just like, this is actually a complaint. <laughs> <laughs> of a quote, but I like it. Sick of bitches bitching about other bitches being bitches. So, uh, but I think there's a lot of consistency going on with ours. Uh, meaning, if you're going to complain, be ready to do something about it. So, we can get into, I mean, we already kind of talked about what is complaining. Let's start with our takes on our takes. You guys want to start with our takes or influencers' takes? Uh, I, I have one from an influencer. That's kind of how I feel. Um, and maybe a little bit different spin of which way this podcast is going to go. But it's yeah. from, uh, uh, what's the guy from Alibaba? Jack Ma? Is that yeah. his name? Yeah. So I want to say wah for some reason. But yeah. <laughs> so he says that complaints are an opportunity for business. So for me, what I find interesting about that is a lot of people don't realize that if, if you're complaining about something, like that's literally a an avenue that you could go to pursue a business for whatever it may be, whether it's customer service oriented or not being able to get a product on time. Um, I, I found that very interesting that it was, a, it's a, probably a way different spin on what this whole podcast is going to go down. But I thought that was an interesting view of complaining. I literally wrote, like, look at it like an entrepreneur, yeah. right? Like it's a, if it's a problem, anytime you complain that there's a problem and anytime in business that there's a problem, there's an opportunity. Exactly. And whenever there's an opportunity for a problem, that solution can be monetized. Yeah. Uh, so mine, my take was actually from Dr. Jason Selk, who I'm a big fan of. We're going to be having here on the podcast mm -hmm. in about a month or so. So his whole take is relentless solution focus, right? Essentially, he says our brains have evolved like from into this point where uh, positivity is reflected off by like Teflon and then negativity is like Velcro. And that was super useful back in the days when we were scared for our lives every day. But his, uh, his big take on relentless solution focus is identify the problem, you know, own it, and then give yourself 60 seconds to have it as that problem, and then identify one thing you can do to make it better. And it's almost like the compound effect, the 1% rule. Like, identify in that 60 seconds one way you can make it at least a little bit better, and then you get in that habit time over time again. The 1% compounded is going to just ultimately make you a million times better. Yeah, and I did some <clears throat> research on on multiple uh, multiple influencers and Seth Godin, Gary V they kind of said the same thing where it's 
every minute you spend complaining about something, you're literally wasting your energy or you're, you know what I mean? You're, you're focused on something that it, instead of focusing on that solution, you're, you're stuck on whatever problem that, you know, and you're just not moving forward. So I really don't have too much else on that, but yeah, I, it, they were, they were just like three or four blog posts that I ran through. So this was, this was mine and I'll actually go into another person about it. Brad, you actually, I think I had you read this and you were just kind of so, so on it. Oh, but yeah. I know what you're talking Will about. Will Bowen's complaint free, free world because you don't need to read the book in order to take away, um, I guess, what it's meant to do. So Will Bowen's take on a complaint is it's an energetic statement that focuses on the problem as opposed to the solution. So we kind of went over that four or five times already. But I would say anybody out there that is looking for a challenge or looking for a book to read, just honestly, just Google it and you can figure out what it is. You'll find a bracelet that is easy to change, like take on and off. And then you're going to take it off and switch hands every time you notice yourself complaining. Super simple. Basically, it brings awareness to how much that you're complaining. But um, actually, one of the biggest things you'll realize is how much how much other people complain. And even more so, how hard it is to not get trapped in that negativity. Dan, I know this is super interesting to you right now. So if you want to have any takes on it, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, I think that honestly, it's hard for me to to fucking recognize that I'm complaining when I'm complaining. Um, and are you complaining about this by chance? He was kind of complaining. Yeah, I think you should fucking. Take <laughs> it was a very fucking. It was very passive. Fancy watch and switch it over to the other hand. <laughs> but uh, <clears throat> anywho, I, I think that for me, it's more of an audit thing. At the end of the day, at the end of the week, it's not really right when it's happening because mm-hmm. maybe I don't recognize it. But if I think back on it. Um, I'll approach it that a little bit different. Sure. I I think I'm personally a, a pretty big bitcher and complainer, like straight up. And I think it's not necessarily just, I don't go out looking for it, but if something happens that pisses me off, that I, just because I have high expectations for myself, so then I expect that from other people as well. Right. So whatever it may be, like this week in our subdivision, our trash didn't get picked up on Friday. Our whole entire subdivision. So I'm like, what the fuck? And every, you know, everybody else in the whole subdivision, it's Wednesday today. Nobody called waste management to get it figured out. And I'm like, so what are we, are we not going to complain about this? Like we pay for the service. So I called them up and guess who was picking up my fucking trash before I came down here? Waste management. So I do think there's a time and place for complaining. And so I'm probably on the opposite end of the spectrum of this podcast because I think I am a complainer. And I do think that there does need to be time spent talking about the problem. Otherwise, we're going through life with participation trophies of there's nothing wrong with anybody. Like, oh, well, how can we make, like, how can you make it better if you don't complain about it? So I pulled a, I pulled a Brad on, mm. and first, I, like, if anyone says that they don't bitch or complain, they're, yeah, they're fucking liars, yeah, first off. Yeah. I mean, so you guys I, I don't think, <laughs> never, Dan, you are a perfect human. Only but, salads? <laughs> <laughs> so as far but I actually pulled a brad here and I pulled up the I pulled up the definition of bitching and it is the action or practice of grumbling or expressing displeasure. So I think in expressing displeasure if there's reason to it and there's an expectation around this should have been done. My trash should have been picked up. You said you were going to do this and it this did not happen. I think it's normal to want to address that and like 
quote unquote complain yeah. about something like that. But um, at the end of the day, I think that we, whenever you think about people bitching or complaining, a lot of the times it's out of your like circle of control. Yeah, It's not what you did, what you said. It's always what someone else did, what someone else said, the way someone else made you feel. Um, so I, that's the way that I see. And yeah, we're all complainers, <clears throat> but it's, and I think it was Eckhart Tolle that had said this. It's like, it's, if your soup's cold, tell them it's cold and return it. Yeah. Right. Like it's not, you can make a point to figure out what's wrong or what's not right, especially if somebody promised you something or told you that they were going to do something, but it's where people fuck up and where it gets toxic is when they just kind of hound on it. And it's just same shit over and over again. Um, and I think it should be said, I am a complainer and pitcher, but like, I didn't take it out on the lady on the phone because it's not her fault. Right. Yeah. But you know, if, if I am in a situation, if I'm at work and an employee makes a mistake, like I'm probably going to complain. Like, ha have I dialed that back a lot more so I can s sustain employees? Yes. <laughs> I think I found a better way to approach it. But I also think like there needs to be, there needs to be complaints. Like if somebody comes to me about a complaint about my product, I actually appreciate that. That way I can make it better. Because if they don't, there's there's no way that I'm ever going to know about that. Right. I think it's an expectation thing. Yeah. Right. So as soon as you have, you know, an agreement or expectation or a standard that you hold to somebody else, you know, yeah. And when it doesn't go the way it's supposed to go, you're right. Like it, it's okay to complain, but what are you going to do about it after that? And, you yeah. know, so how, honestly, when it comes to that kind of stuff, do you remove yourself from that situation? That's what you have control over. And a lot of the stuff that you don't have control over, you have to figure out how to get away from complaining about. So going off, getting away from that stuff, do you, and you, obviously we don't have to name people, but do you have people in your lives that are just constant bitchers, constant complainers? Oh, give, yeah. And give us your takes on what it's like to be around those people and how, what they're like, I guess. I mean, we're around Brad. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I definitely Actually. feel like I'm around those people a lot. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but there's a few people. I don't necessarily, call I'm them not out. friends with them. Um, and no, sometimes I don't feel like I should call them out because it's it's their own thing to figure out. But for the most part, they're unhappy and they have this feeling that the world is out to get them. And they either live, the people that always complain, like, and always complain. I'm talking, like, real bad, like, serial complainers. They live scared or they're mad or they're depressed. And people who are depressed live in the past, yeah. right? People who have anxiety are worried about what's going to happen in the future. So it's literally a— it's, You got to finish it. It's a mindset. People who live in the present. People who live in— the don't, you, don't you two have a—I mean, you guys have, are around some bitchers, right? We just have haters, I think. People, we just have people, Haterade. like, I think it's some more me and Dan see potential in people, and then when yeah. they, like, <clears throat> and they don't do it, it's like. I mean, that's a flaw of mine, you know. I, Dan, that was definitely more Dan than me. Well, I, yeah, so, I mean, <laughs> I, I hold myself to, like, I, I feel like I'm way fucking behind all the time. And um, because I hold myself to that, I guess, to your point, I also see the potential in everybody else. And so, sometimes I push them on that. I don't know if it's complaining or not, but I think it's definitely— It didn't come across like Definitely that crossing, yeah. you know. Something something I did want to say, though, like how Dan said that he feels he, he's behind. So me and him were just—when we did a Zoom with some entrepreneur students at, yep. at our high school. So I was the youngest one 
on it yesterday as far as a business owner. And I, I left there like thinking, gosh, like I'm, I am ahead. Like there's these people who were, were older than me with their businesses that I was just like, wow, like you guys, I, I don't know how you were successful to this point. I feel like I'm one step ahead, whether that's doing this podcast, whether it's reading the books or just surrounding yourself with a good group of people. I feel like I am ahead. And I don't know if you got that vibe or not, but I, I did yesterday. Yeah, I, I mean, and, and we're we're getting way off topic with, of the of the pod today, but I'll wrap this up with basically, I think that at the end of the day, people start a business, they have the drive, and then they get to a certain point and their, their thermometer, their internal thermometer that we've talked about before that my let talks about, I think that they get to a comfortable spot and then they just quit growing and they just maintain what it is. If it goes down, they'll work a little harder to get it back where it's at or they'll eventually just fade away into retirement or whatever it might be. So I think it's just a different mindset. Now, would you say the same if if you got in a room with a Ben Newman, an Andy Frisella, and Ed Milet? No, probably not. You, yeah. you know what I mean? And there's there's guys our age that are on their fucking podcasts. You know what I mean? That that are way more successful than we've been. And and so, you know, I'm not saying I need to be there, but I'm just saying that I know that there there's more in me and that's where I, I guess I have that feeling of being behind some. Sure. Yeah, so I've got a, a just to kind of shift back, I've got an interesting take on complaining because I was just like, who are people that I see that are bitching and complaining all the time? And it's like, honestly, like when I go on dates, like when I go on first dates, that's the number one thing that I look for is if a girl's just bitching the entire time. What percentage would you say? I would and I would think it happens quite often. No, I'd say probably like really? 15, 10 okay. if I had How 10, many 10 first 20, dates have you been on in the last year? I don't I don't know. I'm just trying to figure no, out numbers. I mean, here. is it <laughs> was the it, give us a is it over 50? Uh, I I have to you know I have to sit have to, down because fifteen percent of Tinder should dates fucking is not keep track. They should big have enough like sample a, pool. Bro, I don't fuck with Tinder. Project management tool. He's so much better than I'm Tinder. way past that. So hey, are but, you? So here's here's my take. Let me <laughs> let me just kind of dive a little bit into this before you guys start grilling me here. All right. So everybody has problems. Everybody has everybody bitches. Everybody has bad dates. But like if the when you're on a first date, everybody knows that month six looks a lot different in a person than day one. Oh, yeah. So if day one, you're doing nothing but like bitching about your ex-boyfriend, about how much you hate your job, about how just life in general sucks, it's like, that's a sign of weakness to me. Like, that's just a sign of like, and a sign of what's to come. Yeah. And, I, and yeah, I think that's I just somebody, whether it's honestly, whether it's, and in, they don't whether, it's on it. a, whether it's on a date, I meet somebody like out, you know, and a potential friend, or I'm interviewing a candidate. I feel like you like, guys see that a lot, interviewing people. Interviewing people, it's and it's such uh, like you you should know by now. Like, don't yeah. sit there and do nothing but badmouth your employer. You can talk about like how because if you did it, then you're gonna do it again. Yeah, Same thing. yeah. So it's and there, but there's people out there, you know, that's they think that that's how you build rapport with people is start to complain about your situation, and either they want they either want sympathy from you or the fact that they might have fucked up on something, they want the relief of not having to take that responsibility, in my opinion. I will say real quick that being around people who complain all the time, I literally check out. I just mentally go through the motions of whatever conversation that is. And I, um, unfortunately, 
they're just not people that I want to be around all the time. And so, and, and when I do engage in the conversation to try to convince them, you know, hey, maybe it's not that bad or whatever, it's exhausting. So that's that's where I'll leave it. Yes, it's 100% taxing to be around those people. And the people that, uh, people that kind of just go straight to bitching in those scenarios or like you were talking, Matt, with uh, in in interviews and they just think that's a way to build like build rapport with people or find some common ground is oh let's complain about what's going on um they don't there's no ownership there they don't take ownership of their actions or they they let the things that shouldn't control them control them yeah so before we get into just a tip i think just to kind of put a bow on this we all have very similar takes on complaining there's definitely a time and place for it if something's going to be done about the situation but make sure that you have a solution in mind or you're going to do something about it to make it better instead of just mindlessly complaining because then you have the same problems over and over and over again. And Dan checks out, just doesn't fucking listen to you. Matt hates this shit. It do be like that. No, That's I, just me. I'm a macro guy. When you start getting into fucking details, I just, what's next? I can't do anything with this fucking microphone right now. <laughs> He's complaining about a microphone. He's complaining about me checking out. No, I wasn't complaining. No, I'm, you said you checked out when people were complaining. And so I just want the listeners to know, for those who want to be friends uh, with you. okay. But you, but don't. I check out sometimes when you talk. So does that mean you're complaining? It could. <laughs> <I> could. <laughs> Very well. No, I don't do that. Dan just has ADD. I don't do that. So I do think complaining is necessary if you want to grow, though. Yeah. That's my personal it's, opinion on it. I think that if you're not complaining, you're not pushing yourself to reach a higher level. Uh, you're trying to be complacent. And you're, you're like, I feel like if you don't complain, you're just like sitting, just going through fucking life without any goals or aspirations to be better than what you're at right now. You just fucking eat a shit sandwich every single time just yeah. because. It starts with recognizing a problem. Yeah. Yep. So. And I think that's what we all try to do as entrepreneurs. Yeah, I think it's more, I think this whole podcast is really more aimed at, and we probably don't have a lot of listeners that are huge complainers, but I would say, you know, we're we're talking about complainers, you know, not yeah. if it's okay or not. What do you, okay, have the complaint. What are you going to fucking do about it after that? What you know I do what I mean? find interesting though is like if you search any podcast complaining, bitching, they talk about how bad of a thing it is. It's like, don't complain, don't bitch. Well, I and mean, I feel like it's like, well, that's like this like, happy-go-lucky that, world that's not real. I think you're like, it's, it's, you're, it's depending you're on context. There's different types of complaining. I think right. that there's different buckets and the bucket that you're talking about is just holding somebody to what they say they're so, going to do so or holding I don't, something. I don't look at complaining as like, hey, calling you right now, like my trash was supposed to be yeah. picked up. Like somebody needs to come pick this shit up. Like to me, that's not complaining. Like I think complaining is it, I think it that's can. Hol that's holding somebody accountable. I yeah. think it. Yeah, I think complaining in those. I guess I'm just more hung up on the accountability aspect of it than. Right. So, yeah. Just like yeah. the doing something about it. Yeah. So just again, to me, complaining is bitching about somebody and not doing anything about it. Because we talked about this in podcasts before. A lot of times when people complain, like just to bitch, they feel like they're doing something. Yeah. Yeah. Like they get this psychological. Um, I don't know. <laughs> What, what you want to call it, but feeling of like, okay, I'm not going to actually do something, but by complaining, I'm putting it out there, I'm recognizing it, and that's actually doing something. Works. Yep. Yeah. So, Dan, just the tip? Yeah, so I'm a little rusty, so uh, it's a the, rust, rusty the tip. <laughs> a little rusty tip tonight. Hope you all got your tetanus. Uh, 
Yeah, get that TV shot. I got mine whenever I get bit <clears throat> by that monkey in Barbados, mm. so I'm good. <laughs> that didn't happen, did it? I swear to God. That's another story for another day. Where'd you get bit at? In the face. Oh. In the face. In the face, twice. <laughs> Two, oh, wow. Jesus. Yeah. I would have beat that thing's ass like- I was scared after, of shit. After the first one. I was so yeah. I was so You wouldn't have had a second chance. It would have been tail <laughs> ripped off. I was so hammered, man. I didn't even go to the nurse's station that day. Really? Yeah, I went the next day. <laughs> you were probably passed out and you just ate. I, was, I just was like scared of shit. Then I woke up sober the next day. Sober, relatively. <laughs> And uh, went to the nurse's station, got a tetanus uh, shot, and I'm probably the one who brought coronavirus <laughs> to the United States as far as we know. <laughs> All right. All right. I'm going to dive in. I'm going to try this. Just the tip. So I'm an audit guy, and my tip in relation to this week's podcast is just that. Audit your complaints. Um, if you want to complain less, this will work well for a couple of reasons. One, you'll understand that why you're complaining. And two, you'll be more accepting of similar situations in the future. So each day or week, uh, try to think about a few times that you've complained. From there, you can dissect that situation or problem and try to find a way to be more accepting, understanding, or grateful for that particular situation. So for example, if you have to pay tens or hundreds of thousands of dollars in tax since we're in around tax season, that's something that's pretty easy to complain about. But if you can flip that and, and kind of be grateful that you have to <laughs> pay that much in tax, you probably had a good 12 months. So um, be grateful for that situation or find some golden nugget, I guess you could say, even though it's a shitty situation. Um, and if you're complaining about a situation that happens on a regular basis, try to dive into that a little bit more, dissect it. Uh, so can you set up a better process in relation to the situation that keeps reoccurring? Can you remove yourself from that situation? These are typically situations that you can't control all together, but uh, you know, if you set something up that allows that nagging situation to occur a lot less, you're going to be a lot happier. Um, and then sometimes we aren't being fair to others around us and understanding the other side. Um, it's easy, and, and this one I definitely fall victim to, and if my wife listens to this, she'll probably agree. Um, but you know, for example, my wife's a stay-at-home mom, and sometimes I come home and there's a spill on the carpet or there's food smashed on the couch or you know, these little things where I get super frustrated and I want to complain about it. Why does this keep happening? But at the end of the day, if I would if I would audit the situation a little bit further and I would dive in and I would say, hey, she's got fucking four kids that's running around. How is she going to wrangle them all in and, and watch every single one of them and understand what she has to go through and why that happens? Um, I think that you understand, you understand other person's situation. So it's a lot easier to skip the complaint, step back. And so that's it. My final thoughts on this is you're wasting energy complaining about things you can't control. If it has to do with someone else or something that you have no say in, it is best to move on or instead of complaining, do something about it. Uh, take action. If you are complaining about something such as your job, realize that you're there by your own choice. I know this may sound easier said than done, but you aren't required to go to work for a shitty boss. So you can take action and find something that makes you a little bit happier. And finally, typically the people who are happy are not complaining as much. They seem to be more positive and they try to find good in every situation. And, you know, they just have good vibes and like being around them. So that's the tip of the week. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. And oh, wait, do we have it? Sorry, almost forgot. We got the OnlyFans inquiry. We do have a special one this oh, week from one of our listeners who he's, I think he's always the first one to listen to our podcast every single week. Okay. And uh, it's is his from, name Bradley. Nope. Nope. His name is Rich. And Rich had a question wanting to know if he thought 
from a social media aspect, like on Instagram, if he should diversify from having his own personal page or having his own business page as well. And if, if it's a benefit to have both of them or to focus on just one. Are we talking uh, social media? Social media. What's he doing? I do? think he's specific Instagram. I think he's like a something with radio. Something with radio? Perfect. I'll, I'll give my take on it. I don't know for sure if it's the right answer or not, but I think that, I mean, you build a brand around yourself, right? You are your brand. So I don't think there's anything wrong with just keeping your personal page on there. However, there are advantages if, by making that profile a business profile yes. on Instagram, yep. Facebook, things like that. So I think you can build it around yourself still and then just promote what it is that you do. Um, but then it's not a bad idea to have a separate page. It just depends on, I think it just depends on what you're trying to accomplish. I, I feel like it it depends on how closely aligned your personal life is with the brand that you're trying to portray. Yeah. Right? Like like your like your shop, like I feel like people are going to go on your, like Brad, and I'm pointing at Brad right now, but you can't see, like if people are going to go to your shop and look at the parts that you're producing, that's what they're going to want to see. Or they're going to want to see the cars or the companies that are using your parts. Uh, I don't think they're going to care about the fact that you were going on a bike ride over the weekend, right? Yeah. Or that you went to the park with your kids, right? So it'd be a little bit off-brand. So again, it, it just depends how closely your personal life meshes with your business life. I, I agree. I think it's definitely industry or niche-specific. I think if, if what you're doing is like... If you're like the lead singer in a band, I, I think you just have one page and you just fucking slay every single day and it's cool. But I think if Fuck you're, yes, I think if you have a a recruiting firm, I don't think that your your personal page and your business page would align very very well, similar. Yeah. So are you your business, right? So are you a recruiting consultant? Do you go in and you help people with recruiting process? Then probably just a personal page because you are the business. Yeah. But if, if the business is separate from you and it kind of has this scalable model or, or whatnot, I think that the business needs its separate page. So yeah. are you a businessman or are you a business, comma, man? <laughs> in, in some nice. situations, no. I... Do you talk to my dad about that one? Oh, fuck. Talk to Jay-Z. Uh, that's awesome. Come on. <laughs> No, everybody's fucking looking at me like I just made the worst joke. Guys, that was good. I, I thought it was good. Thanks, Bob. I think he laughed at the awkwardness. <laughs> he probably did. <laughs> just straight crickets. Can, I we laugh cut at the, can we cut the crickets? Don't cut that. Don't cut that. that Who was cares? Good. But uh, yeah, that should put a bow on this episode. So appreciate you guys for listening in, and we will see you next week. Later. Deuces. Peace.